Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Angle, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? That's why we develop grace-based relational discipleship resources, equipping you to experience deeper relationships with God and others with a toolbox of teaching and resources to help you go the 18 inches from your head to your heart for your churches, for your family, for you in in your friendships, in your small group. We hope these tools will serve you to experience the depth of relationship that you're longing for. And today I'm going to jump into part two of what I've been thinking about and processing with my spiritual director. I took a bunch of notes and I, I was processing and synthesizing those notes And I thought I might as well just share with y'all what those notes are that I'm gleaning and processing from him. And last time we talked about the construct of time and what that is and how that affects my ability to be present, experience the peace and the freedom that Jesus made possible. And I wrestled with him about what does that mean for ambition and drive, which is typically seeing and then moving into realizing the potential of tomorrow. Because for most of my life as a strategic, high vision, high drive, firstborn son, I've lived in the potential of tomorrow. I've often felt as a result like a veil between my life and and how I live as I'm going through the motions and living life, but not really feeling fully present. Like there's a cloud or a veil when I'm present, if I'm fully present or not. And relationships are the things that this affects and impacts the most, which breaks my heart. I often feel like I'm only 70% present wherever I am, but not fully present. And for some of us, our minds, emotions, or hearts aren't fully present because they're stuck in the trauma or regret of the past, limiting our ability to be holistically present. And for me, for most of my life, there's a percentage of my mind and heart in particular that lives in tomorrow. There's an ancient Chinese quote, I think, that says, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. And if you're at peace, you're living in the present. For me, living in the future hasn't looked like typical anxiety. In my life, living in the present has looked more like responsibility. It's looked like urgency, pressure and the weight of potential. I felt this low grade weight most of my life. I I feel the weight of stewardship that feels like responsibility. I read Luke 12, 48 uh, that says from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. The irony is that this verse is right after Jesus' teaching on not worrying. Verse 25 and 26, before verse 48, said, say, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you can't do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest when it was talking about clothes and food? And then in verse 34, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, My anxiety, my heart, has too often reflected my lack of trust. My lack of trust being his beloved, 
being enough just as his son. My heart has reflected that I have placed too much value in, that I've, that I've treasured what I can accomplish, that I've treasured the potential of tomorrow that I should be moving towards, living into, that he already made us right and that there's nothing I can do more or less to change that has been what I've known in my head but not struggled to really experience and trust. That worrying about provision or stewardship of what God has entrusted to me, I, I know that points to my control, my fear of not being in control, and therefore my lack of trust. My focus on stewardship this responsibility thing has kept me in the future and it's affected my ability to enjoy his peace in the present. This is where I've missed some of the peace, the freedom that comes from being present, the peace that Jesus made possible. So as I was processing this with my spiritual director, I asked him, what do I do with my ambition, my drive? I can't turn off my drive. I feel like an incongruity here that I don't know what to do with. How do I have drive and ambition for the potential and responsibility, which are good things, with a present, peaceful, light yoke and trust? I don't know how to reconcile the pressure of achieving future goals and the desire to be fully present in the moment. How my concept of time is connected to that ambition or drive is what I've been thinking a lot about since my director's insights. How ambition, when connected to the future, can be hurtful. However, present-minded ambition is possible. And here are some of my takeaways I've been thinking about. We talked about how ambition, when not carefully managed, can lead to instrument, instrumentalizing uh, the present solely as a means to achieve future objectives. I'll say that again and try to pronounce it because that's a tricky word to pronounce. That if I'm not careful, my ambition will lead to me instrumentalizing, I don't know if I said that right either, the present, the present where I'm at, solely as a means, like today, my accomplishment, what I'm doing, the people I come across are all instruments to achieve these future objectives that I'm moving towards, doing, living towards in the present. This approach can result in missing the value of relationships and experiences in the present moment, causing a sense of disconnectedness. And when he said that, I was like, yes, I get it. The potential to instrumentalize relationships for, for yet-to-be-achieved objectives, the priority of relationships connected to the potential to accomplish something, not for the priority of enjoyment or connectedness alone. Bingo. That, when we were talking about this, I was like, this is my reality, and it comes up on every 360 assessment that I've taken as a leader, which makes me sad. That's the first point. The second point we were processing that I've been processing is the present is, is like a gateway to the future. Like if I see the future as a non-real construct of time, it's, it's not real. It doesn't exist. Only the present exists. Then with history informed 
present as the only reality, then look at how that affects ambition and relationships. If I trust God with whatever is ahead in my life, tomorrow, a year from now, 10 years from now, then I can more fully embrace the present. Check out what this allows. This allows me to recognize God's presence unfolding through subtle clues and patterns, informing the patterns of the future in the present. To be more aware of the spirit, the little clues, the nuances, the patterns. By paying close attention to these clues, the future transforms from an abstract construct in my mind connected to plans and expectations I've set for myself into a dynamic interplay of actions and choices made in the present moment. My plans for tomorrow might be in the way of the potential God is unfolding. And by providing a construct of what I should do, that might be limiting to what God has in store. Embracing the present enables us to respond more nimbly to the promptings of the Spirit, to live into His purposes, not my own, trusting the future, tomorrow, whatever that is with Him, not, not living into the present in order to meet the desires, the expectations of my preconceived plans for the future. The third point has to do with productivity uh, in God's grace. In a productively focused world, which a lot of us live in, I know I live in, we often measure success by these, by achieving these preconceived goals. So I ask them, what do I do with that? And I've been processing that in shifting our perspective uh, around time, that can reveal a deeper understanding of productivity in God's grace. See, productivity is more correlated to relational experiences which can only happen in the present and less on the potential accomplishments of tomorrow of which relationships in the present are often in the way of or competing against. But it's those expectations of accomplishments tomorrow that drives a lot of our work, our family, our personal preferences of meeting these goals and, and expectations and outcomes. And again, those can be opposed and against the sunk cost, the inefficiency of relationships with God and with others. So by training ourselves to recognize God's presence in each moment, we become the first then to notice and appreciate the way God skillfully and patiently works, which is always in the present. This awareness enhances our ability to witness and share the marvel of what God is doing in his grace with others, partly because we're more aware of it ourselves and partly because we're more present with others to, to share and celebrate what God's actually doing because we're more aware of it. The last thing I've been thinking about is, is this concept of present-minded ambition. I want to understand and unleash that. That's why my director was pointing me first to understand the construct of time and how it affects our lives. By reflecting on the construct of time and recognizing the power of being fully present, that is the foundation that allows us to break free from the perceptions of, of, and the, the weight of the past or the, or the future that's not real that are affecting and confining us in the present. 
And that newfound freedom enables us to trust, to listen better in the present, to love better in the present, God and others, and to trust God with the potential, the plans of tomorrow, as we're sensitive to the spirit and trust the, the plans that he has for us above our own. Trusting God with tomorrow, we're all able to experience the unfolding of his grace in the present, one moment at a time. Ambition and how we perceive time are connected. I've never thought about this concept, but it, it, it makes sense intuitively. And by being fully present, embracing the wisdom of the past, and trusting in the unfolding present, we can navigate, we can have a newer framework for navigating ambition in a way that aligns with God's purpose for us. Embracing present-minded ambition allows us to lead a life rooted in gratitude, compassion, and uh, an appreciation for the divine presence, the, the, the unfolding of the future in the present in the little things, the way the Spirit does. So, Let's, let's continue on this journey of self-discovery, uh, allowing how we think of time and ambition uh, to start intertwining, creating uh, a life more integrated and present and content and a life of purpose and fulfillment and peace, starting with only today, right now, because the present is the only thing that's real. And that's, I, I, I'm going to keep thinking about this stuff. And thank you for joining me as I'm thinking about this stuff. And as we enter into August and the fall and kicking off, a lot of you are going to be starting groups. So we wrote a book for small group leaders because we couldn't find a resource that actually helps small group leaders know how to lead differently. And that's called The Cure for Groups. And we have a six-part study to launch or reignite your group on a foundation of authentic community, clarity of purpose, and intentionality. And that's called Embark. You can check those that out on Right Now Media or on our app, True Face Life app. You can get Embark the study guide to guide you through that as well. So grab that to launch or reignite your small group as you kick off. Uh, and good job prioritizing the time and energy to commit to intentional, consistent relationships with other Jesus followers in your small group, life group, house church, whatever it is. We are designed to grow through the context of relationships, and that takes time and priority. And realizing uh, that the future and the past aren't real and that the present's all we have, uh, we can trust God with the, the future. We can let the past inform our present, and we can we can be more present with those in our life and in our groups and, and in our families. So that's my hope and my prayer for y'all. Thanks for being a part of this True Face Tribe. See ya.